Is social media worth including in your marketing strategy? And what is the return on investment for your business? Enjoy the show. This is Digital Content Podcast, where you hear internet marketing strategies to attract and engage your audience, build your brand online, and increase revenue. This podcast is a production of nagadigital.com, where we show companies how to optimize their sales and marketing funnels using social media, email campaigns, and multimedia content. And now, here is your host, Nancy Gathesha. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate your time. And we normally kick off the show with a quote, a statistic, or some news. And today we have some statistics. Did you know that as of February 2020, the United Nations estimates the current world population at 7.8 billion people? Now, there's no telling how those numbers will change given the global efforts to contain the coronavirus. So this is a place where I give a shout out to all of my listeners and say, hey, stay safe out there. But I digress. Let's get back to our statistics. Did you know that out of those 7.8 billion people, 45% of them use social media. According to MSA's 2019 statistics, there are 3.5 billion social media users worldwide, and that number continues to steadily grow. So in light of those figures of 3.5 billion social media users, we're back to our question, is social media, would you say it's worth including in your marketing strategy, and what would the return on investment be for your business? Now, if you own a business or a company, one thing we can both agree on is that attracting as many potential customers as possible is not an option, right? If you want to stay in business, then you need a steady um, a stream of either, you know, new customers or new leads or existing leads that you nurture who become then, you know, repeat customers because visibility can make or break a brand. And that's why social media is such a powerful tool for any organization that wants to promote itself to a global audience. Now, these effective tools have been instrumental in the success of many, many products and services, and there's no reason why yours should also not benefit from them, right? But in case you're unsure if your company really needs a social media marketing strategy, today's episode, we're going to be talking about five compelling reasons that will hopefully make you reconsider using it or integrating it in your marketing efforts, or if you're using it, I hope these uh, five compelling reasons will help you as far as optimizing your social media strategy. Because here's another thing about social media. It's an ever-changing landscape. Today, this could be the thing that's happening. Tomorrow, it's something different as far as the algorithms are always, always changing. But there are some key things that remain the same, and we're going to look at some of them today. Okay, so five compelling reasons that you want to consider. Number one, the market reach is huge. Now, we talked about the 3.5 billion people, but did you know that statistics show that Facebook would be the third largest country in the world if every member was put in one place? If every single Facebook user was in one place, that would be the third largest country in the world. That's huge. That's a massive number of users that you can potentially attract by simply signing up to this free platform, which is the market leader. Right. So besides organic reach, Facebook ads is also one of the fastest ways I know to generate targeted leads and marketers love it for that. So if you consider the available data on all the other networking platforms as well, you'll see that social media is a huge, huge opportunity. The reach is too big to actually miss. All right. So number one is the market reach is huge. 
Number two, it's interactive. Social media isn't just about attracting your audience. It's also about interacting with them. A lot of times people forget that social media is actually about being social. (laughs) But because these networks allow you to monitor conversations, you can actively listen to, you can engage your consumers, you can respond to their questions, and that way you can build relationships as well as keeping tabs on what your competitors are up to or even your competitors' audience. I mean, that's just free data in there that will help you optimize your own business. But again, you don't want to be too focused on your competitors because you lose track on what your own strategy is. But it still helps to kind of keep an eye and see, you know, what is the market doing? All right. So that's number two. It's interactive. Number three, social media is shareable. Now, if you want an idea or, um, you know, a video, an article, you want something to go viral, then social media is the way to go about it, right? And the way these platforms are designed, it makes it really, really easy for your content to go viral. One person uh, posts it, you know, um, it just has a domino effect and all the sharing tools also that are on these interfaces make it also really, really easy and convenient for users to share with a simple click. Let's say, for example, you have a Um, a really funny cat video on your website and you have your share buttons on your blog post, people can start sharing it directly from your website to other social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, you know, um, Facebook, LinkedIn. So it's really very, very convenient for your content to go viral or for your content to be seen by many more people. Your users or the people who are consuming your content could actually be part of your marketing team indirectly when they share your content and you want to be encouraging them to share. Right, because that's free marketing. Number four, social media is personal. And so what that means is that, like we said, you want to encourage your users to share your content. And so often what happens is that when a user is on social media and they're connected to other people, these digital connections are often based on real world social networks. So they know these people either live or they know them from work or their friends or their family. You know, a lot of the connections are also people who you actually know, not just virtually. So what happens is because it's so personal is when you see someone that you know, a colleague, a friend, a family member, when you see them like a product or comment on something, for example, on LinkedIn, or they like thing or they share, it's not just meaningless data, right? This is akin to a referral from a friend or a colleague that you trust. And because we trust people that we know more than we trust the brand, If a friend of mine shares a product from Amazon on her Twitter, you know, she's like, I just bought this thing. I'm more likely to trust her as and see, oh, that looks interesting. Let's see what she bought. Maybe I need that too. As opposed to the company that has produced that product, I'm more likely to trust my friend's post as opposed to the company posting their own products. You see what I mean? And so the fact that it's personal this way also makes this side of marketing very, very interesting for brands and businesses. And with the whole influencer marketing, what that means is that a single post, you know, with one single post and an influencer shares, a business can penetrate new markets within a very, very, very short time. So this is also a very compelling reason why you want to consider including social media marketing in your strategy. Let's get to the last one, number five. Social media is targeted. Now, what that means is when we sign up for a given channel as a user, we start out by giving our personal details. And these include, you know, your name, age, your marital status, are you male, female, your location, and lots more. And as the saying goes, if you're not paying for the product or the services, 
You are the product. So we get to use these platforms for free, but we pay with our data. I know it sounds, <laughs> it's not something we want to hear, but that's just the truth of it. Okay. If we're not paying for it, then we're the product or the service. So our data is actually the product or the service. So what happens is that in exchange for, again, you know, for us using it, we have to provide tons of information that businesses on the other side can use to identify their precise targeted demographic. Okay, so we're looking at this from two sides, you and I as users, because I bet you have a social media platform somewhere. And then we're looking at it from the business side where we as business owners, you know, we can get to go and buy that data, literally, let's say with Facebook ads, you know, we'll be able to tailor our campaigns, our content to precise targeted demographics. And it's not just demographics, you know, companies don't just have a huge market here as far as you want to target people who are in your city or you want to target single moms or you want to target um, uh, 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 couples, um, you want to target people who have been on a holiday to Africa. Now, when we come into, for example, to holiday in Africa, we're looking at psychographics as well. You can target people who like a particular show. You can target people who buy particular products or you can even target people who follow or like other brands. So the demographics and the psychographics is really, really important when it comes to targeting um, campaigns and targeting content. Those were the five points, all right? So we talked about it's targeted, it's personal, it's shareable, it's interactive, and the reach, the audience reach is huge. Now, obviously, Social media has way more benefits beyond these five I've just given. Then whether it's, uh, you know, you want brand awareness or you want to increase your customer base and most importantly, social selling and increased revenue. There are so, so many ways that social media sets itself apart as one of the most cost effective marketing tools available. Again, social selling and increased revenue that's what at the end of the day that's what we want you know increased customer base on brand awareness so all these are also very important uh, reasons you why you want to consider social media besides the cost effectiveness these tools are free but for this episode you know we just looked at those five basics so brands and companies with clear objectives and a strategic plan will not only attract the ideal audiences but they'll also maintain and increase their customers loyalty which in turn translates to sales and better return on investments. Remember, we talked about what is a return on investment. It's a long-term game and nobody can really tell you what your return on investment will be without knowing what your objectives are, what your plan is, you know, what you're putting out, what you ex- what do you actually want back? Do you want brand awareness? Do you want, you know, customer loyalty? Do you just want to, to engage with your audiences on social media so that you're in front of their radar when they need something? It's you, they come to fast because they're already following your page and enjoying your cat videos, you know? It depends on what you want. So I I can't really say what your return on investment will be at this point. Again, it depends on your objectives and in your plan. What is your plan and how you're implementing that to reach the goals that you have for your marketing strategy. All right. So with that, we're coming to the end of the episode and we normally wrap up with a pro tip. And today's pro tip is assess your digital marketing in general, even just your traditional marketing, right? Because uh, one of the episodes I talked about digital marketing can be used to complement your traditional marketing methods. We don't want to throw that out of the window and just say, okay, we're only doing digital. It's best to use, um, you know, a combination of both. So assess your marketing and see if your social media strategy needs optimizing in light of these five things we talked about. 
And because sometimes it's so easy for us to miss the forest for the trees, <laughs> you know, because we're in something so much, sometimes we could actually miss some important things as, uh, as far as assessing your, your marketing is concerned. If you need an objective perspective, okay, I offer social media audits that you can book on my website. And if that is something that you would like to explore, I'll leave a link at the bottom of the show notes. Wherever you're listening to, there'll be a link. Or you can just go to my website, nagadigital.com. And you will be able to see the place where you can, you know, request social media audits. All right. And that's if you want an objective perspective because you might be missing the forest for the trees. All right. So that's it for today. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you please do me a favor and consider leaving a review on iTunes because it helps me to attract other listeners like you who need this kind of contact. And again, if you haven't already, please also consider subscribing for free on your favorite podcast app. Okay, so now remember the conversation continues over at nagadigital.com where you can also download your free checklist of the digital content marketing essentials. So that's it for today. This has been your host and producer Nancy Gadesha podcasting on how to attract, build, and convert your audience online. Until next time, be safe. For consulting inquiries and the resources mentioned on today's show, visit www.nagadigital.com today.